three, two, one, go. All right, we recording? Yeah, we're recording. Yeah. Uh, hello, everybody. I'm Henry O'Brien. Tell them. I'm Kevin. I guess <laughs> is this how we're going to do it? Yeah, I guess this is how we'll do it. Uh, this is the 104 West podcast. This is an idea me and Kevin thought of just because we are bored out of our minds. We have nothing to do this summer. So we thought, huh? Might as well make a podcast. Anything to add, Kevin? No, that's pretty much what it was. Yeah. So we're just going to be talking about whatever. Talk about random shit. Probably some shit about baseball not coming back. Whatever is going on in uh, the world. You know, sad shit. Or whatever we want. Yeah, a lot of random things. Yeah, a lot of random things. I, and I cannot wait to do it. I cannot wait to get in some arguments, get in some, maybe even get some guests on so Kevin can argue with them. You know, it's I, I, there's so many possibilities. Possibilities are endless. That they are. Yeah. So, uh, let's see. What is there to talk about? We can go back to talking about the owners and managers. The owners and managers. And then, right. the, and then the players dispute. Yeah. I, I mean, really? Oh, before, um, you go in, before you go into it, uh, for anyone not in the know uh, who doesn't really care about sports like Kevin and I do, uh, most sports leagues have a plan to come back, but they are not – well, except baseball. Major League Baseball – its owners and the players are in a muddy dispute in the middle of a pandemic. So, and that is what's causing delay to the MLB season, which is a damn shame for all us baseball fans out there. So Kevin continue. I mean, I see mostly owners at fault here. They keep telling the players that, yeah, we can't pay because because we're not getting any profits from fans coming into their stains. But you look at, say, the rebuilding Astros and yeah. their rev- the revenues from fans attending the stadiums were dropped roughly by half, mostly because about half the fans stopped showing up to the games while they sucked. But they still made profits, presum- presumably. And that's mostly because most teams these days make their profits off of TV and not actually fans coming into the game. So it's yeah. the idea that you can't pay, fan, uh, pay the players, sorry, not the fans, kind of ridiculous. Owning an MLB team or owning a sports team in general is basically like owning a cash cow. It's, that's literally what it is. And when owners try to say, oh, we're not making money, that they're usually lying about it. They're probably covering up their actual finances. Like, there was a time there was the uh, Marlin, the Florida Marlins in the '90s. They won a World Series. The immediately the like the like next week after they won the championship, the owner was decided to sell the team, citing financial losses, even though every other financial record was stating otherwise. And the thing about the finances is that uh, the MLB doesn't actually release. Is all the revenues and profits. Most of what, most of the information that we have on that information, most of, sorry, 
let me rephrase. Uh, most of the information that we have regarding those finances is mostly through detective work. It's not actually because the MLB releases any of that data, because if they did, the players union would lose their minds. Or we could get a Jeff Passan leak on Twitter or Ken Rosenthal yeah. leaking, <laughs> leaking it to the world, which is just another problem I have with the owners. Because like, I was kind of in the middle, like I hate the players and the owners for not even compromising. But now that I think about it more and more, the owners just seem more and more in the wrong. They mm-hmm. like this shit, the tactics that they're using, they it's, they're creating a certain, like there is just a sense of distrust between the players association and the owners, because one reason is the, like the plans that the owners would propose to the players association or the players association would propose to the owners would immediately be leaked by reporters that like are, that the owners t- kind of control it's just, and like some players have even said, oh, we'll find out the plans on Twitter before we're actually told them by the Players Association, which I just think players can be blindsided by that. It's just very frustrating. It's also, just even aside from the players, owners, players and owners dispute, then there's the whole minor leagues. There's that problem, which is really bad on another level, like to a, to a degree. The players, the major league players, you're making millions of dollars. Like to a certain degree, like I get that it's yeah. kind of terrible. The owners are trying to shaft you out of your money, but at the same time, you're millionaire, you're multimillionaires. You can probably not play for a season, roughly, and you'll still be fine. But the minor leaguers are making essentially yeah. minimum wage, which isn't, which mostly in this country isn't a living wage. It's, it's uh, poverty wage, and then. Yeah. <laughs> and then, Whatever you say, Bernie. No, actually, there's an interesting thing that Bernie Sanders wrote in, in his 2017 book, I want to say, yeah. about... What, our well, revolution? Yeah, yeah, about the Dodgers moving out to L.A. And, I mean, it's not entirely the same thing mm-hmm. with cutting the minor league teams, but to a certain degree, the argument still makes sense. I mean, you have the the just having the team in a certain community aside from the cultural aspects yeah. of it you have the team employing people so you're paying people mm-hmm. oh people will spend money so you, you have you have money moving throughout the community and just cutting that it, it cutting those teams and those players it doesn't help anybody but the owners yeah if anyone doesn't know just for because there's the major leagues and then there are the minor leagues the minor league system is a giant comprehensive is one of the it's the biggest minor league system out of the major four major sports leagues but right now Sorry. Atten- attendance is dropping and especially this does it, so they're losing some revenue from minor league and minor league players are being now laid off by the owners and the ones that remain have sub minimum wage like the, they're starting to get below minimum wage which is you're so you're either getting a crappy wage or you're getting or you're getting fired or you're getting released it is it's shameful that, that it's it's disgusting and for anybody wondering it was just me choking on some water That's, oh, yeah. oh, oh is it okay are you okay kevin yeah yeah just water not okay, COVID. Good. Yeah, we we are heavily anti-COVID on this podcast. Yes, anti-COVID. 
<laughs> Remember when you stayed at my house? That was such a long time ago. God, that feels like a while ago. How Dude, are things in Steel City? Oh, they're great, actually. We just moved into the green. Like mm-hmm. the green. So a lot of bu- businesses are open, socially distant, of course, uh, with golf courses, which is what I do a lot. Uh, they are wi- readily available. Just have to wear a mask like on like walking around the clubhouse. But then when you go out and play, you can take it off and it's just, it's good. It's right now it's, it's we're doing all right in the steel city. Kevin had the pleasure and I, I don't know if a privilege is the white word. <laughs> he stayed at my house for the original spring break, which is, I'm assuming a lot of only Mercersburg people will watch this. So during Mercersburg spring break, Kevin stayed at my house to do, complications getting home but now he's home in south korea oh did you see the shit with the what like north oh. korea did yeah, yeah, yeah i saw what that the hell, what the hell was that about i i wanted to read about it i just saw the uh, headline so there's a lot of stuff going on mostly due to people flying over balloons filled with a bunch of leaflets explaining why over the border why the north is so bad and so the north is getting really annoyed about it yeah because in part of the agreements beforehand a couple of years ago in 2018 in, uh, there was some talk about both sides stopping all the propaganda across the border and yeah. the north sees this as a violation of the agreement whereas the south is saying like no these are a bunch of, these are a bunch of random civilians and we legally can't stop these people from doing that. It's kind of their own free speech. Damn. And so the North's pissed about that. And so they, so relations, relations have been kind of souring for the better part of this year. Nice. And so this is nice. just the, yeah, this is essentially the next step in that. Maybe some more, uh, I guess, fear porn, because, you know, we had the murder hornets a little yeah. while ago. The murder hornets. Yeah. yeah, there was some. Apparently, I was listening to a podcast and they were saying about how like Yellowstone do to blow up. Uh, you know, just how the Mayan, now even the Mayan calendar is saying 2020 was actually the year. 2012 was not the year. Apparently, the world's supposed to end in 10 days. So maybe uh, this is a short lived podcast because you know, <laughs> the world ends. Uh, and then we could also get maybe the thought of a North Korea nuclear war at the same time. I yeah, know very, I know very not... little about Korea, Korean history and Korean American or South Korean, North Korean relations. I'm usually, Kevin's usually the informed one. They were getting better for a while. And then the whole, whole leaflet movements started popping up again. Or, I mean, they've been going on for a while, but then they've amped it up recently. So yeah. Oh, uh, see now, now I'm on a, now I'm on like a wormhole. I got to John Bolton, and might I say God. that must the mustache is a look for John Bolton. I mean, <laughs> it is a look. It is a look. He's ready to. He was basically ready to bring. He was like fire and fury. That's some pussy shit. John Bolton is an issue. He belongs in a prison cell, not yeah, not just walking around. Yeah, Trump. Well, apparently the administration is suing to block the book that he's about to. Oh man, he's a. Oh, this is... No, but speaking of 
John Bolton National Security Advisor. Do you see that New York Times article where they were floating Susan Rice as Joe Biden's VP? Oh yeah, I did read about that. Yeah, it's, I thought that I, I got to, got to see her speak in the far. It was actually she was actually pretty good. It wasn't terrible. It was, she was like she was a good speaker. I'll just say that. I you probably hate her guts. I don't like her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you, yeah, literally, someone has to be perfect. Uh, you want, is there any? No, I mean you don't have to be perfect. I mean, is there anybody in foreign policy that doesn't make you want to vomit? Uh, your, silence, one. your silence speaks a thousand words no it, it really does um no my main problem with susan rice is just the whole libya fiasco for one yeah and then you have the yevin stuff going on yeah and, and it's like she's the embodiment of all the bad stuff about obama's foreign policy and not really any of the good stuff yeah uh, well, I and haven't so, looked enough into Susan Rice to know that, but I'll, I'll take your I, I, or no, you know, I'll take your word with a grain of salt. <laughs> um, yeah, socialist. <laughs> God. No, oh um, no, he, the John Bolton book is called "The Room Where It Happened." It's like the Hamilton song. <laughs> that's amazing. Uh, uh, oh man, that's. That is freaking awesome. Good for John Bolton. I hope he's staying safe. No, I, I, I hope he. I hope somebody indicts him for something. At this yeah. point, you. I mean, he might. He very well might. In Kevin's ideal world, of course. I mean, in my ideal world, a lot of people would be in jail. Yeah. So, not like normal people, but like Bush and Cheney yep, would be in jail. I was, I was waiting for Dick Cheney. To pop up somewhere. Bush, Cheney would be in jail. Uh, a lot of people would be. Wolfowitz would be in jail if I had my way. Oh, he, he, the guy who played Paul Wolfowitz in a, in a, what was Vice. it? Vice. Uh, he was in like this really good action movie. I don't uh, remember who played Paul Wolfowitz. In- he, he's like an obscure actor, but mm-hmm. he, he was in this like, he was this editor for like a British tabloid, like in the mm-hmm. movie, and it was. I think he got murdered. I think no, he got beat up. It was. It was called The Gentleman. It's with Matthew McConaughey. That's a phenomenal movie. Really funny. The dialogue so snappy and good, and the action sequences are just. They are They they are. Awesome, hilarious, and. All around phenomenal. So Wait, what's it called? The gentleman. The gentleman. And if if we continue this podcast or what we do, uh, we uh, we're I'll, I'll probably be recommending a lot of movies to a lot of folks. Is a twenty twenty action comedy film? Yeah, it's by Guy Ritchie. The guy. He, yeah, guy, I'm reading guy, He's the director that dated Madonna. Which Who? Oh, uh, Madonna. Yeah, no, he married Madonna. Yeah, he oh. married. He was married to Madonna for eight years. How on earth? How on earth did he last that long? Madonna is literally like she's insane. I don't know too much about Madonna to oh. make oh, a no. point about that. Oh, uh, there was a. It was a freshman year. 
we were like, mm-hmm. on on our squash trip. We had to go kind of go through DC. It was tra- there was traffic though. It was oh. the first women's march that day. So traffic was terrible. Right, right. Yeah, and Mister Fake, our old, our old squash coach, turned on the radio to like hear what was going on in the women's march, and then and then Madonna came on, mm. and in the first like five minutes. Uh, she was. Uh, she started saying, "Fuck Donald Trump!" Like started singing that over and over. And Mister Vink then just turned down the radio. He's like, "Well, gentlemen," in his classic Vink voice. "Well, gentlemen, that's enough of that. Listen to your music again." He <sighs> he loved. He encouraged listening to music, like just listening to your own music in, in the van. Like he did. He was just like, "Eh, it's fine if we don't talk." Yeah, because uh, because of, how many freshmen were there? Was it just you? No, it was just me because like he was the varsity coach and I was a freshman. There were zero freshmen on the varsity team. Okay, because I was thinking, I was thinking like most of the time if you're traveling with a bunch of freshmen, it's yeah. Yeah. and you're and you're the teacher and you're the teacher. It's more like uh, I was like, the uh, no, I was the annoying little shit for like because I had a couple matches with them in the var- like the varsity team my freshman year. That was a good team. Like we had some good players all around, but mm-hmm. yeah, we were. Uh, I was just a little pipsqueak compared to them. Ah, good old days of freshman year. Freshman year, that's oh man, the Akash and the uh, you know our old, my old roommate Lewis was supposed to come to graduation. I think COVID. I mean, a lot of things were supposed to happen. Yeah, and, and then COVID. Uh, <laughs> yes, we could go on and on about what COVID plans ruined. Well, I mean, what plans were ruined by COVID? Excuse me. But, uh, so, what are you up to besides lounging around the house? Anything special, Kevin? Reading a lot about upcoming primary elections. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Why? Because, like, they all can well, be like. Well, no, not not the presidential primaries. I mean, uh, that that's been that's over sen- for Senate and yeah, Senate and House. Yeah, dude, it's gonna be a nightmare to vote. I mean, the primary system already has been a nightmare for voting. I mean, you didn't even vote in the primary. You're you weren't Very able to. I I wasn't able to. I mean, it would literally have been pointless. I mean, for the pr- presidential at least, I just it was too late for me to pay. I did not. A shame on me. I didn't pay attention if I had a serious like House. I do have a House of Representatives like up for a uh, election, but uh, just just to just to explain to everybody, the House of Representatives is is up for grabs every two years. Yeah. So do every seat in the House. To, yeah, yeah. I should have been more aware of that. My mistake. I yeah, the Senate, the Senate the Senate rotates. Yeah. It's so six year terms for senators. And they are elected in a cycle, roughly about a third of them. Wow. So we got an American history lesson, or just, I guess, government uh, lesson for Kevin. Yeah. Shout out anyway, anyway, so a bunch of Senate primaries happening. And then a bunch of House primaries. The one that, the one that I've been texting you about, Elliot Angle oh, and yeah. Bowman. Yeah. And you see Clinton, Hillary Clinton endorsed Elliot Engel a couple hours ago. Uh, no, I did not. 
Yeah, it, it, that's the first house endorsement she's made through this cycle, and it's why. <laughs> why Elliot Angle? For those of you who don't know, he's the guy who was caught on a, high, on a hot mic saying, if I didn't have a primary election, I wouldn't be in my own district. <laughs> Hillary Clinton endorses that person. And it, it, it's so telling as to who she endorses. Yeah. It's not only just telling for Angle, well, because now, you, now we clearly know who Angle is, kind of just your yeah. standard Clinton-esque Democrat. Yeah. But it's also telling for Clinton that she chooses Angle to back out of all people first. Yeah. Joe Biden hits a milestone Hillary Clinton never did. What's 50%, that? 50%. Oh. I'm assuming that means 50% in the polls. That's fair. That's <sighs> it's coming from CNN. This is like CNN and Fox News are the two, from just from both sides, the two websites I've tried to ignore because they just make me more and more depressed. I mean, it's hard to, and I say this as somebody on the left, it's hard really to look at the news and find anything really exciting these days. I mean, well, you have a lot of corporate bailouts. That's, and then you have a bunch of primary losses, Wilkes in Maryland, which, uh, to be fair, I didn't expect Wilkes to be staying away, but it would have been nice if it happened. But but I can get I can get excited about the two primaries I'm getting really excited about are Romanoff in in Colorado, so for the Democratic nomination for Colorado's Senate seat, and then Bowman, because I think he can I think he has a shot at beating Angle. Yeah. Uh wait, what the wait, explain to me again. What was the or this is completely irrelevant, but uh, or to this conversation currently, but what the hell was the shit with Ed Markey follow me campaign? On Twitter. Okay. What the hell was that? I didn't um, get that. No, okay, so I, was, I, I, see, I'm your, I around... see your tweets all the time. I'm like, what the hell is Kevin tweeting about now? It's probably something uh, like about something on the left. Okay, so some context. So there's a Senate primary going on in Massachusetts between Joe Kennedy the third and the incumbent Ed Markey. So Kennedy is the grandson of RFK. A, and he's more or less kind of your standard Clinton-style Democrat. Mm-hmm. Uh, Markey has, has increasingly shifted to the left as his career has gone on. So mm-hmm. he's backed Medicare for All since 2017. He, he was the Senate co-sponsor for the Green New Deal. Bill, and he wrote a bunch of laws about net neutrality. And so, he, so progressively he's gotten more progressive no pun intended there yeah and so among so on twitter or you have a bunch of marky marky sporting twitter twitter accounts right and so they started a kind of campaign to get and marky to follow you using the hashtag and marky follow me challenge i think you i think was a hashtag where you have to post some kind of picture or meme him positive about Ed Markey and his election, or why, or something, for, or so, some kind of reason why you should vote for Ed Markey. 
Yeah. Right. And so I didn't just as a joke see if it actually happened. And lo and behold, lo and, behold and Marky now follows me on Twitter. Nice. Yeah. Oh, that's a solid victory. Speaking of Twitter, because oh. I love looking at Twitter. It's really hilarious. It's a, it's a great cesspool of just the scummiest people in the world. Speaking of which, Donald Trump tweeted two days ago, in all caps, the silent majority is stronger than ever. And then he retweets and himself. He retweets himself and then adds like a comment saying true in exclamation points. This is like 40 minutes ago. He's like, very true, Donald. Thanks, Donald. You, 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 man, you're a real tip-top guy, I, I, I got to say. He's such a narcissist. Oh, man. You see the Trump with the Trump family and the like families like that is why you would hate the show I've been telling you about Succession. You'd hate it. You'd hate the you'd hate the characters. I mean, you're supposed to hate the characters, but like you would be like, oh god, you'd like the like they are everything you stand against. Great, I will avoid watching it now. I mean, it's. Uh, you, I, I suggest it though. I still suggest it, even though you probably hate the characters. I mean, I watch House of Cards and I hate most of the characters there. What? How could you? Uh, okay, okay. Well, okay. No, well, no. I look at it from. I look at it politically. Uh, uh, yeah. You look at it. What the fuck? What? What the fuck are you talking about? I mean, okay, fine. Let's let's go through them. Underwood is okay. it is just criminal. Yeah. Okay. Duh. Yeah, but still, okay. I'm gonna take aside Kevin Spacey as disgusting a human being as he was. Yeah, okay, yes, that too. Kevin Spacey's he, gross. A, a disgusting human being, but he was a, he made Frank Underwood a very compelling character. Like I, I no, I'm not saying he performed Underwood yeah badly. Yeah, it was no, a, I thought he it was a good performance. I just don't like character. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I just was like, I felt bad for rooting for him because I always am like, I was rooting, I'd root for like Walter White and Breaking Bad, even though he's basically selling meth to people, or no, he is, or no, he's creating meth and selling meth, not basically, but it also just Frank. I was always rooting for Frank, and I think Clara as well was a strong character. Okay, so uh, so heads up, I only watched until the end of season two, so oh. I actually don't know what happens to Claire. Later on. Uh, so, okay, well, I'm just going to, I mean, are you going to watch it anytime soon? Not anytime soon. So, so season five, or after season five, Frank, uh, all the shit with Kevin Spacey happened. Mm. And uh, so Claire became the main character of the show. Mm. Personally, it was not as good, just my own opinion. But, Cla- but even when Claire was, like, Claire didn't, when Frank was there, she didn't rely on Frank, but she was able to be a strong character. But for some reason, it mm. just became really, it just fell off. I don't know. But yeah, it, it, it also, it kind of like you stopped watching at the right time because it did kind of go down. Like season four and season five started to make a little less sense. Mm-hmm. They were making like twists that were like, okay, you, because like you remember with Zoe Barnes being like thrown into the train. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, there were twist like twists like that. You could at least see like it was a twist, obviously, but you could see a logical, I guess, build up to it. 
Like there were other twists in the like later in the show that just made little sense to me. But, yeah. yeah, but uh, anyway, back to the point. Like I didn't like I didn't like Frank. Yeah. At least from what I from what I saw, I didn't I didn't like either Underwood. But uh, they both just felt scummy. Oh, for sure, they're scummy. They just like, they just say whatever gets like whatever's convenient at the time. That's also Succession. Literally, that's the guy. It's interesting because he's like, uh, uh, he uh, like the head, the patriarch of the family, that mm. will do, will say anything, or do anything that's advantageous at the time. He's always looking forward, so he's just like, I don't care. Like he has a, I don't know. It's hard to explain. I'm not very good at explaining that kind of stuff. I say still watch it. It's very good, but. See, okay, here's a, here, here's the deal. Here's the deal. I yeah. will, I will watch Suits. I will I will watch Suits because you've been bitching me about watching it. See, it's not the same though. It's not really the same kind of the show. Thing. Yeah, I, I I'm yeah. assuming it isn't, but like. No, because getting... the whole premise of the show is the whole premise of the show is it's a it's a legal drama. So. Yeah. Still, I'll watch it if you watch Succession. Ah. <sighs> Yeah, I mean, I'd have to find time to do it, but... Oh, you don't have time. Also, if you... I mean, do you have HBO? No, I don't. Shit. There's that, too. Never mind. Uh, damn, it's a good show, though. I recommend for anyone out there who watches this podcast, watch Succession on HBO if you have it. It's great. I love it. Take uh, your word for it. Great. All right. Um, well, I just want this... I guess I was looking to, for this first podcast to be short and sweet. We'll probably yeah. we'll make our most of our episodes would be like an hour, an hour and a half long, something like that. You know, to kill time through sitting on your bed and just thinking of how terrible all of us are and how screwed up the world is. But yeah, so uh, I hope this can go on for a while. I hope to do this for I don't know most of the summer. Uh, we'll see how long this lasts we'll see how long this lasts we don't know what will happen but yeah so all right this has been a good first episode uh i'm gonna stop recording